This is HPR episode 1829 entitled, My New Used Kindle DX. It is hosted by John Culp and is about 14 minutes long. The summary is, I talk about my latest gadget, a used Kindle DX. This episode of HPR is brought to you by anhonesthost.com. Get 15% discount on all shared hosting with the offer code HPR15. That's HPR15. Better web hosting that's honest and fair at anhonesthost.com. Hey everybody, this is John Culp in Lafayette, Louisiana, and I'm recording another podcast about ebook readers today. Recently, I had a birthday, and um, since I'm a degenerate this way, I decided I wanted another Kindle. I already had a Kindle Paperwhite, and you may have heard my recent episode about the Kindle Touch that I picked up at a pawn shop. And as if that were not enough, I decided I wanted another Kindle. This one, though, is um, substantially different from the other two in as much as it's really, really big. Um, I had seen one of my students this past year is someone who was uh, had low vision problems, and uh, one day in class, she pulled out a massive Kindle, and I had never seen anything like it, but um, it's. Uh, I, I came to find out later that it is a Kindle DX. The Kindle DX has been discontinued, at least uh, that's my understanding. It was kind of expensive to begin with, and it probably didn't sell all that many. I think the original price was in the 250 or $300 range. And uh, it's probably that expensive because the screen is very, very large. It's essentially the same size screen as a 10-inch tablet, like the iPad or a um, Galaxy Pad or something like that. I don't know all the tablets there are out there. But it's a large screen, but it's e-paper. It is not uh, one of the glowing kinds of screens. And so I I thought I wanted to get one, and I found one on the Amazon uh, Marketplace, or maybe it's it's, uh, refurbished or something, but it was only $128 rather than the um, 200 or more that most of them went for. One of them, some crazy person was trying to sell one for something like $800, and I don't know who would ever be silly enough to pay that much for one, but anyway, I found one for $128, and so I I bought it, and uh, it came... In the mail and it wouldn't turn on because the battery was completely drained so once I charged it all the way up it turned on <coughs> excuse me just fine the the one technical issue that I've had with this thing is that it the 3g does not work it, it allegedly comes with worldwide 3g that will connect anywhere and allow you to get books but uh, the 3g just doesn't work and so um, this this is not really a huge issue for me I just sideload everything using caliber instead so um, one cool thing about the DX is that it actually has a, an on-off switch, which seems to work a little better than the ones on the Kindle Touch and the Kindle Paperwhite. It's a little slider switch on the top. It has an audio output jack on the top edge right next to the slider power switch also. 
and uh, that should give you some indication that it has some audio capabilities as well. I've already tried the text-to-speech, and it, it works pretty well. Actually, maybe I can demonstrate that right now. I'm not sure what the volume is like, but let me... Uh, right now it's open on one of my daughter's books. She kind of uh, took... Um, she kind of commandeered this thing when it came in, <laughs> and so my son has commandeered the Kindle Touch, and uh, I'm basically still using my Kindle Paperwhite. Um, what am I looking for here? Uh, I'm sorry. Let's see. Is it... How do you turn on the... Oh, wait, wait. I remember. Okay, so the... This thing is a little bit different from the Kindle Touch and the Kindle Paperwhite in as much as the screen is not touch sensitive. You have to do everything by pushing physical buttons. There is, along the right-hand side of the screen, there is a home button, which takes you to the home screen. There is a left arrow and a much larger right arrow, like twice the size of the left arrow, and that is the one that will take you to the next page in the book. Below that, there is a menu button, and then a back button, and right situated in between the menu and the back button is a toggle, which can be toggled left, right, up, and down, and it can be pressed to select things. And this is how you navigate around when you're either choosing what book to read or trying to select text to highlight it or um, make annotations and stuff like that. Then across the bottom of the Kindle, <clears throat> underneath the 9.7-inch screen, there is a physical QWERTY keyboard. And this is how you have to turn on the text-to-speech. You push the little AA button, which takes you to the, the preferences. And it shows you the various font sizes that you could choose. I'm going to use the toggle switch to go down and click Turn On Text-to-Speech. And we should hear it start to speak here in just a moment. I'll put it up. down into the water almost up to her gunnels. The barge rebounded and then rocked from side to side, sending waves washing out to the banks of the river and her skipper running angrily toward them, brandishing a long boat hook. Go away. Go away, yelled Snorri Snorrelson angrily. Snorri had had a bad day. She had been woken at dawn by the sound of heavy footsteps okay, tramping across so her cap. I'm going to turn the text-to-speech back off. So anyway, that's an example of text-to-speech reading from my daughter's book. Um, so the... At first, I had some trouble trying to find the books I wanted to read and and stuff because it, it you know since you can't touch the screen to select what you want, you have to um, navigate in other ways. And this is not really a problem if you only have a few books. But this device, thankfully, has a very large storage capacity, something like four gigs, whereas my Kindle Paperwhite has only I don't know one point eight gigs or something like that, and. Uh, so I have a lot of books on here, something like 400 books right now, and navigating through that many books by hitting the next page button over and over through the list of books uh, can be tedious. However, I found that if you are sorting all of your books by either author or title, you can go down to the physical keyboard and type the first letter of the author or the title, and then it will ask you if you want to skip to the titles or authors beginning with that letter, and you just press the toggle button to say yes, and it'll take you right there. So, so you can skip many pages and go right where you want to go uh, quickly. It's actually pretty fast. Um, the 
I, I don't like the way it searches. Like, it seems like you should be able to search through all your titles or authors and quickly find the one you want. But when you do this, instead of just searching for titles or authors, it searches for all instances of the word that you searched for. Excuse me, my phone is going off here. All right, my phone is gone. That was my dad calling me for some reason. I'll I'll call him back in a little while. And in the meantime, I'm going to silence my phone. Sorry about that, y'all. Real live recording. Okay, I'm going to go ringtone silent, and that should keep that from happening again. Normally, I remember to do that before I ever start recording, but this time, I did not. So, uh, anyway, that that's how you go around and find the books that you want to read. And... <clears throat> Likewise, when you're inside a book, if you press the menu option, then you have to use the toggle switch to go down and you choose table of contents, and then you have to use the toggle to search for the chapter that you want and so forth. Um, now, the, the other big difference between this and the Kindles that I already had is that it does not support the AZW3 file format which is now the current standard uh, format for Kindles. Buy one of the new Kindles or any new Kindle book, and it by default, uh, well, it actually, it knows what kind of Kindle you have when you sync up your account with the Kindle store, and so it will send you the right format for the book. But by default, most Kindles now use AZW3. Well, I found when I tried to push some books over to this Kindle in Calibre that it had to convert everything to Mobi format before it would um, before it would go over there. I tried just dragging an AZW3 file onto the Kindle and then uh, reading it, but it never even found it. So it has to be the Mobi format, which is not a big deal. Uh, in Calibre, it, it senses what kind of Kindle that you have put in there. And so if you try to put the wrong file format on the Kindle, it will prompt you and uh, ask, do you want to convert this before you stick it on there? And you can just say yes, and it'll do the right thing. So I've got a bunch of books on here. 394 books right now, all converted over to the Mobi format. That that takes a while if you've got that many books. But um, it's not that big a deal. It'll, I don't know, half an hour or an hour, and it'll be done. So anyway, I'm really, really happy with this thing. What's It's um, especially good for reading technical books, like the uh, textbooks that I use for my classes, because you can see so much more on a page. And it's also really a whole lot better if you're going to read a computer book, a programming book. I've, I've got a, a Bash scripting book and a Python book and stuff like that on here. And the larger screen makes it so that the code examples do not um, break lines the way they do on the smaller screen. So uh, in that sense, it's much better. Uh, if I'm really going to be using a, a computer book, uh, then I probably would read it on my laptop. That's the, like the one circumstance where I would read a, um, a book on my laptop instead of on a dedicated reading device is if I want to be able to copy and paste code examples from the book. Otherwise, I'd always prefer to read it on a dedicated reader. Um, the other big advantage for this the really large screen is for people who, like my student, have low vision problems and they need to make the font really big. Now, you can make the font huge on one of the Kindle Paperwhites or Kindle Touches, but if you do that, suddenly you can only see about 8 or 10 words per page, whereas on this, the screen is so large that even if you make the font huge, 
you can see more or less a, a decent amount of text on a page. So uh, I think this version of the Kindle was especially popular with uh, people with low vision. Kind of a shame that they don't make it anymore, but um, it, uh, I don't know. It makes it so that you can get used ones for fairly reasonable prices. So I don't know that there's anything else I need to say about this. Uh, oh, it also does not have a backlight. So you have to have a sufficient light source shining on it to be able to... Uh, right now I'm sitting in my office at work and I've got the fluorescent overhead lights and I can see it perfectly. Um, you can also just sit under a lamp and read it just fine or shine a light on it. Sit out in the direct sunlight, looks great. But uh, the, the Kindle Paperwhite, one of the big killer features of that is that it has a built-in backlight and so uh, you can read it in any condition without having to have a light source all right i guess that's enough i will uh talk to you guys some other time uh, eventually i want to get different e-readers by different um manufacturers like the, I, I would like to have a kobo or a, a nook paper my kids both have nook colors but those are more like tablets and i, I prefer the e-paper type things so one of the original nooks or one of the kobo devices and uh, I have a dream one day of there being a an open kind of uh, piece of e-reader hardware that is not uh, tied down to any one bookstore or anything like that. <clears throat> so far, I don't think such a thing exists. Anyway, that's it. I will talk to you guys some other time. Bye. <laughs>